Hey, this is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And if you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsis. He's prepared to ignite. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the Leadership is Changing podcast. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. It is a mashup of three wonderful guests. Now, before I go there, if you haven't really checked out the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, Leadership is Changing, we'd love to see you come along and join those platforms. Also, if you're looking to do something else in your career or get some clarity around what you're wanting to do or you're wanting to reset things for you to understand where you want to go next in your career, in your business and so forth, feel free to reach out to me anytime. Send me a private message on social media or an email at dennis at leadingchangepartners.com and I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about what you're trying to do and how I can assist you. Okay, team, we've got this mashup here and a three wonderful guests from episode 23, Kate Erickson. Now, Kate is an entrepreneur and works with John Lee Dumas, who's the host of the Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast. And Kate has got her own podcast as well. Wonderful guests that I've had. Episode 25, this is Joe Finer. Joe's got 27 years of dairy industry experience, and she actually spoke at the United Nations on women in leadership in the agribusiness as well, so fantastic. And you'll notice that on Joe's one, I've actually got it running a little bit earlier than just the normal question of who's your favorite leader and why, and because she shares some beautiful things about what she did when she spoke at the United Nations. Episode 26 is a friend of mine called Kerwin, Girolamo and Kerwin is a great guy and is a global head of mobility for Hewlett Packard Enterprise and he shares some wonderful things. Team, sit back, relax, take notes, have a listen to these three wonderful guests and enjoy the mashup. So Kate, here's a question for you. Who's your favorite leader? Now this person could be alive or from history. Who's your favorite leader and why? So this is a this is a tough question for me because I view leadership in a lot of different like aspects and and different weights in my life. Like if I think back to growing up, you know, like my parents were such leaders to me and I looked up to them and I admired their the way that they handled 
life and the way that they brought up myself and my sister. And then I looked to my college days and I had um, a college professor who profoundly changed my outlook on life, helped me declare my English major, just like really at this critical time in my life when I'm 19, 20 years old, really had such a profound impact for me. But, you know, when I really look at it back over time and somebody who I've turned to and looked to and learned a lot about and I've followed for a really long time is Oprah. She just has like this fantastic way of owning the space and the room around her. And every performance, every show, every radio talk, every Thing that I've seen her write. She just has this grace about explaining complex topics and emotions and struggles and uh, successes that I really admire. So, you know, she really stood out to me as somebody who I've turned to time and time again for leadership. Yeah, I love that. Owning the space and uh, in the room, but also that grace and explaining things to people. I think probably the word that I would, you know, when you were explaining that, I was thinking, yeah, she's able to connect mm. with people, with the audience beautifully as well. And um, and I think the other thing too is that, as you said, all those different areas that she's done it, right? Interviews, TV, wherever, wherever it is, and that grace coming out is the consistency. And she is consistent uh, as a leader, which is just beautiful to see. And more recently, yes, as um, you indicated, I was invited to uh, join the, the Minister for Women, Minister Genta, and the Human Rights Commissioner to head up to New York to the United Nations. And we spoke at the UN's Commission on the Status of Women, which is the UN's largest gathering on gender equality. And we talked about the economic empowerment of women in agriculture in New Zealand. And so I could share um, what New Zealand has done over the last, gosh, 10, 20 years in particular, where we've quite specifically gone out and um, helped to empower women to be equal business leaders um, in the primary sector. Whereas formerly, you know, they were um, often viewed as just the farmer's wife. And we could actually talk about what we've done in New Zealand to, um, and, and, you know, um, what various parts of the sector had done to really empower them. The banking sector had taken a really um, lead role there, actually, in understanding that a lot of the financial decision-making that occurs on farm is often um, undertaken by women and had really, um, you know, played that, play that up and given them um, a lot of opportunity. So, yeah, that was an amazing opportunity to be there. Yeah, amazing for you to be there, but also for you to share your wisdom and your experience and that. And, you know, I, I love it what you share in the sense that, you know, rather than just being known as the farmer's wife, you're actually out there in business with large organisations having a role to play, which is very important in helping organisations go forward. And so so well done in doing that and, and for that recognition of actually being asked to to speak there as well. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I think um, probably a little piece around my leadership style kind of um, was reflected in how I prepared for that as well. As I said, I really do like to feel I can um, connect in with people and, and, you know, um, reflect the views of others. So in preparing to go up to the UN, I interviewed probably, um, gosh, 10 or so women leaders across the rural sector and brought all their, their thoughts together and some uh, men as well so that I could really be reflective of New Zealand's view, New Zealand's industry view on that, that economic empower of, of, of women. But my style there, I guess, is to go out to ask the questions, to listen and to really kind of connect with people and not just, uh, you know, come off my own bat. So. 
Yeah, yeah. So so go out there and hear everyone's voice and then go out there and share that voice, uh, collective voice with others as well. That's great. And so you talked about connecting with people and engaging with your teams in the past and that. And so tell us a little bit more about, you know, I think, well, here's a question for you. You know, what are what do people want in leadership? What are they looking for uh, from leaders today? Look, I think every individual is looking for something different, and that's probably something that I've learnt um, over the years, that the need to be um, adaptive in that leadership style, understanding whether I recall at one point um, two, um, two men I had working for me, one needed a five-minute catch-up virtually every day, um, albeit just a five-minute text, just needed that constant connection and, and understanding and um, to, to support, to knew, know that I was there, interested, happy to, you know, break down any roadblocks that, that he discovered. Another, every six weeks, a two-hour coffee, that's all the contact he wanted. And as long as I could empower him to go away and work autonomously for six weeks and then sit down and chew the fat six weeks later, then he worked, he loved operating that way. So just um, being able to understand where people are coming from is one thing. I guess the other one is um, is really about kind of empowerment. That's uh, that, that would be my view is that everybody wants to feel really empowered that they can do their best at work every day, um, that they can really kind of shine based on their strengths and capabilities. So giving them that, chance to to be empowered be empowered to make a difference you know for millennials being empowered to make impact (laughs) that really really seems to be the thing so yeah those are probably my two kind of key words is being adaptive to an individual style but also um, empowering Yep, cool. So adapting, uh, being adaptive to individual styles because everyone is different and everyone does need different things from from us as leaders. And so that's important to actually a understand that and b put that in place. And then the other one is about the empowering side. I, I like that. I think that you know if we can empower people, as you say, though, being everyone is different. So the person only needed the five minute chat, but that was empowering them to get on with things, and someone else needed the two hour side of things to and and a good chat every six weeks, and empowering them as well. Whatever it is. If you can empower people, let them get out there and do what they need to do, it's amazing what they can achieve. So that'd be quite interesting to see for sure. Hey, Joe, the question I've got for you now is uh, who's your favourite leader? Now, this person could be alive or it can come from history. So who's your favourite leader and why? (laughs) Uh, I do have a favourite leader, a woman named um, Erin Brockovich. They made a movie about her, um, gosh, some years ago, maybe the um, early 2000s. And I, what I love about her leadership style was like the real passion that she had for um, her cause. It was a real kind of bottom-up leadership. She was an American legal clerk um, who came across an issue in her community, um, which was around some water contamination, which was leading to um, a, an increase in cancer rates in, in, in their society. And so she fought hard um, as a consumer advocate as an environmental activist, she wasn't um, professionally trained as a lawyer, but she quickly bought on those skills that she needed to be able to really kind of lead her community and take on a pretty big case against a pretty big um, American company to fight for what she believed in. And I think that, that the passion and the tenacity and I guess the the, the fight that is the, is the piece about her that... Um, you know, really kind of uh, stands out and 
for me, if I can be a leader who really believe, who really you know is passionate about what I believe in, and that comes through, and I can go out and you know take on the skills, learn, be curious, to get the outcome that I kind of set before me, then uh, you know I'd love to be love to be like her, Erin Brockovich. If you've not watched the movie, Julia Roberts plays her. It's worth a watch. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, and and the passion side of things, I think you're right. I mean, if you have a leader who has that passion and that fight, that's contagious. That's something whereby you really want to be around that leader, and uh, that sort of attracts people to go and work with that person for sure. So that that's great, and it's a great example of of her. Um, yeah, check out the film, uh, listeners. Hey, Kerwin, here's a question for you. Um, can you let our listeners know if who is your favourite leader? Now, this person could be alive or from history. So who's your favourite leader and why? I'll go all of the above and let me address that based <laughs> on uh, even fictional. And I'll, I'll address that based on how my journey in leadership has been influenced by you know a few of my favourites. Uh, well, number one uh, was uh, Ken Blanchard, Kenneth Blanchard. Uh, he was a lot of my introduction to, to leadership, to management, uh, the one-minute series, goal-setting, feedback, catching people doing things right. A lot of that still resonates to me until right now. And then after that, I, I recall my mentor handing me a book on uh, the art of war. And that's something I read through while attending the MBA graduation of my wife, but the better interpretation of the art of war uh, that appealed to me were those from uh, Robert Greene, uh, 48 Laws of Power or 33 Strategies of War. Uh, I like that approach. They curated lessons from history, leadership lessons, strategy lessons from history, and applied those lessons in current situation and some counterpoints as well. Then a mentor of mine, uh, number three, uh, Chin Tech, he's based out of Hong Kong, ingrained in me foundations on making goals clear and important, <clears throat> and then stakeholder management. I used this bar as basis in my career, even afterwards, thinking whatever it is I'm doing, having that conversation mentally, if is this something that would impress him? So I use that to help me keep moving. Then I got into the Marcus Buckingham series and this whole focus on strengths and one thing you need to know stuff as a leader, as a manager, uh, that made a lasting impact on me. Acceptance, mm -hmm. self-awareness, sort of philosophy as I approach my journey. And then more recently in my talent mobility journey, I embraced uh, Simon Sinek's uh, Start With Why and A.G. Lafley's uh, Playing to Win. Understanding mm -hmm. that every journey starts with why and how that needs to appeal to many so I can bring many along through a journey. I believe that uh, inspiration is where is, ins inspiration is there when we perceive them to be. So I've picked up a few as well from the likes of, uh, I know you like this guy, Harvey Specter and the Golden State Warriors <laughs> about dealing yeah. with adversity, figuring things out, right way to play, playing with joy. I, I just try to keep it more fun <laughs> that way. Yeah. Harvey Specter, what do you like about him? Oh, it's the figuring things out, the vulnerability, uh, exhausting all means possible. When a gun is pointed at you, you have right 167 ways of figuring things out. So I like that whole uh, mentality, relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think, and I think the good thing about, say, for, for our listeners, the, the Harvey Specter is a character that's in a in a um, Netflix type of or in a series uh, called Suits, and uh, he is a senior law uh, partner. And just to see how, as you say, Kerwin, he goes through those different things. But the other thing is, is that the way he stays so calm at times, and the way he faces the ambiguity, the unknown, and the way he just actually handles it is just just wonderful. I don't know about you, listeners, but wow, what awesome insights all three, Kate, Joe, and Kerwin, have shared in this mashup. Now, team, I'm going to really encourage you now to go to those episodes. Kate's on episode 23, Joe is episode 25, and Kerwin, episode 26. Go there and listen to the full episodes, some wonderful teaching and so forth. Hey team, I'm going to encourage you also to share this episode with three other people as well. We want to get this podcast out to as many people as we can and get them to start listening to some wonderful insights that leaders are sharing for sure. The other thing too is if you haven't even joined or haven't visited yet the Facebook group or LinkedIn page, Leadership is Changing, would love to see you there on those platforms. So go ahead and do that. So I hope you really enjoyed this mashup. It's been wonderful to hear their different insights from Kate, Joe, and Kerwin. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, look out for the episodes as they're being published. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Feel free to share them with your friends, your family, your network. Hey, if there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you have for me to ask my guests as I'm interviewing them, or if you have a question for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, then feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 